What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA Show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwa. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with It Girls, January <laughs> week two, the breakup, and Kate Winslet's hair. Wow. Let's do it. First category, Tea Time is checking in with the It Girls of the week. And It Girls, kind of a loose term here, but uh, we stand by them. Amelia, I think it's accurate. Ahead. I think it's accurate. <laughs> Amelia, go ahead. It's true. Okay. I just want to say I have a new girly to Stan. Her name is Megan with a three. And <laughs> she, let me tell you, she slayed at the box office. Uh, as you know, I'm sure you've seen the memes, the videos, the trailers. It was all over social media. After going viral, she, for being just like a murderous AI doll with dance moves, uh, she was finally released into theaters this past Friday. And people were like, will the virality of the memes transfer to money at the box office? Or will this be another, you know, snakes on a plane? And let me mm. tell you, Megan with a three. Megan, she was a hit, people. Um, <laughs> this is not the town. So if you really want numbers, go over there. But um <laughs> She she took in a bunch of money. They had to adjust the projections because she was just she was just overtaking all the theaters. And she actually wow. beat Avatar 2 on Friday, but came in second overall for the weekend. But uh, oh everyone's God. like, hell yeah, queen. Keep she is massacring them. Yeah, she is. Twitter's so. really pushing her. She's I see her little face. She's the moment. Kate, I think this has already been tweeted 400 times, but she does look like Renesme, the old OG yeah. Twilight baby. Okay, that, that is it's rude to Megan. because she, she's like a machine too. 
Like they, right. they oh, it's her face is like actually like animatronic. She's like half Olsen the... twin, half uh yeah, Renesme. So <laughs> uh Amelia, does she An die holy combination? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think like this will be a franchise? Is Megan the oh, sequel coming? One hundred percent. They've okay. already they said that they're writing the sequel before oh, again. Before again. Oh, get? I nice like that. Oh, that's go good. I know. Nice. I'll find out. <sighs> okay. Uh, what yeah. else, Kate? <sighs> Next it girl, Celine Dion, who we love and we stand forever. Uh, going through some health issues lately. So we stand perhaps even more than usual. Mm-hmm. But you know who doesn't stand Celine Dion is Rolling Stone. They released <laughs> an incredibly controversial list of the best 200 singers of all time, which I know the point of these lists is to be controversial so that people click on them and talk about them. We're in the content business. We know how it works. I was going to say, the ringers made some lists. However, <laughs> okay. some questionable lists. Yes, <laughs> However, have. we have. Leaving Celine Dion, you, you have 200 spots. It's not like yeah. top 20, That's which true. even then it's like, She's a contender. 200 spots. And you leave off Queen Celine Dion. Well, her fans had something to say about it. First of all, I did not know that Celine Dion had stands like this. But Andy Swift on Twitter tweeted a video uh, last Friday after our pod came out, which is why I saved it for this week, Mm. of Celine Dion fans protesting outside the Rolling Stone offices for leaving her off the 200 best singers list. Their signs. First of all, there's like six of them. But you know what? (laughs) <laughs> they're there they're there and that's what counts uh, that's some of the signs yeah. are like Celine Dion lyrics some of them are like Rolling Stone is stoned and my personal favorite Rolling Stone you've hit the iceberg call back to her <laughs> song from Titanic wow really good but I just like it's cold they're in New York they're Celine Dion fans to the point where they were like able to organize and show up All at six the office of them, yeah. and protest yeah. and I just didn't yeah. know that she had fans like this but I'm glad she does because they are right it, that is kind of cra- I, I mean, crazy. I mean, that is egregious. And yeah. Yeah. another, I just want to say really quickly, another point of anger for me was they ranked, I think, Kelly Clarkson. Uh, like Below they ranked Taylor, Taylor Swift? Yes. I was yes. like, oh. I know. I just can't. I honestly can't. It's a and the fact list. that Taylor Swift, it's, it is. I mean, Celine Dion didn't even, anyway, it's fine. Yeah, it's Very flawed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. We're talking Do about it. Alex. <laughs> Alex Earl, she has been everywhere. Like just like news outlets that don't usually write about this kind of stuff. Been writing about her. She had like she's a TikToker, and she had like eight hundred thousand followers, I think, a few months ago. And now she's up to like I think the number is like three point six million. So she has really grown aggressively in the last couple of months. It's been kind of crazy. But if you've heard the name, and Alex is spelled a. L-I-X, so it's like really Mm -hmm. cool. Um, She's, again, literally just like a pretty blonde, rich white girl. But let me tell you, I, I, even though she's like 10 plus years younger than me, I think she's great. Please do not report me to the authorities, but no, I have to agree. What's because the appeal? What other than the boobs? Kate, you which don't I get imagine it. Isn't, is isn't the... the appeal for you. Okay. But that's when I clicked on her Instagram is like the immediate thing. Okay, there's that. But um, so she's a University of Miami college student. Right. She does these get ready with me's that is like causes huge, even though that was very popular to do online. It's like, you know, even more so now um, she had really bad skin. She's on Accutane. So I think I personally was like, okay. oh, this is so relatable, great and relatable. Really, and she like posts yeah. all about like that. But yes, she's beautiful, rich, white, kind of just college student that is really blown up online. So Amelia, I know you have more she to really say has. about her. Yes. So yeah, people love, she just has a way of talking that is just so personable. It's like, mm-hmm. she's your friend and you're like, 
Yeah, she is my friend. And God, like, I can't believe we're talking about her on a pop culture podcast. It's wild. I, just, I know, but maybe, you know, I like her a lot more than like Addison Rae. She's, she just seems really down to earth and sweet. And I find her very charming. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, what I'm most fascinated about is her family history. Oh, my God. So in my research of Alex, I came across this Reddit thread that was like, oh, yeah, her stepmom is Ashley Dupre. And that name stuck out to me. I was like wait a second, how do I know this name? And then it clicked. Her mom, stepmom is the former prostitute who helped take down New York Governor Elliot Spitzer back in March of 2008. Wow. Which, if you weren't around uh, then, let me tell you, that was a huge scandal, which I'm sure you could probably glean from that because uh, he was the governor of New York and he was, you know, using these uh, high price call girl uh, agencies to set up trysts with him. And he had like a pseudonym going on. But the whole thing was like he was this, you know, they called him the sheriff of Wall Street because he took on like the big banks and stuff. And he was like, you guys can't do this to the little people and and whatever, whatever. And and he was also married. He was a family man. And so Mm. when this all came out, it was like, what? This is crazy. He, you know, has been having a little something on the side. And right. He, I guess, I I rewatched uh, this documentary called Client Nine just for you guys because uh, I had seen it before, but I the wanted commitment. to, you know, be sure. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Amelia. <laughs> hey, anytime. And it was interesting because, so Ashley Dupre is her mom's step name. I think it's Ashley Earl now, but she was just like this, this hot girl who I guess was on Girls Gone Wild and she tried to have a singing career and whatnot. And then she was the one who got caught on the wire tap that they had been, uh, the government had been looking at because it's, it's a really convoluted story that I won't get into, but it essentially is like, because the Patriot, Patriot Act made it easier to like wiretap or like find out who was, uh, you know, transferring money and whatnot. And he had, and obviously these, these call girls, these high priced call girls were a lot of money. And so he was doing like transfer of money, like large amounts of it. And Uh. they were like, this seems kind of suspicious. And he wasn't using like, I don't think he was using government money, but it was still like, hmm, this is a little weird. And why is your name attached to this Governor Spitzer? And then it was like, oh, Okay. And so then I that all cannot yeah. believe that we have just referenced the Patriot Act and Tea Time. That is <laughs> first. First and last. This is amazing. Okay, uh, continue, continue. <laughs> so yeah, so um so then obviously that all came out and everyone was like, Who is the girl on the tap, the wiretap? And it was Ashley Dupre. And again, huh. she wanted to have a singing career, and I think she released a song after it came out. It was a short-lived career. But she, I guess, according to the documentary, they were like, oh, this girl, she was savvy and smart. Like she had a whole PR agency come out and and she, you know, a manager and and then she tried to promote her singing career and whatnot. And so Hmm. so this family knows how to promote themselves. okay? which amazing. Um, But anyway, Alex's father, TJ Earl, is like the son he's like this scion of a New Jersey pavement company. So he's super rich. Yeah. And I guess he was married to Alex's mom, but then had an affair with Ashley Dupre because Ashley Dupre just loves to have affairs. And then he divorced Alex's mom, got married to Ashley Dupre, and they have a couple kids. So that is Alex Earl's stepmom. And 
It's just, wow. if you think the New York Post is obsessed with Harry and Meghan, let me tell you about this <laughs> Spencer prostitution scandal. Uh, wow. Yeah, so very fascinating stuff. Very fascinating. Yeah. Which is all to say that I support Alex Earl. I think she's great. More of Alex Earl. Yeah. And also just a very long life. Life takes a lot of twists and turns. Who knew mm-hmm. that these names would be back Right, yeah. Lives. Happy for Ashley Dupre, I guess. I mean, she wow. is a Trump supporter, so I don't really like her that much, but... Uh. Uh, yeah, but, you know, I mean, happy for Alex. Alex is not a Trump supporter, actually, because Great. They, they have tried to dox her for that, but she has gone on record <laughs> saying that she thinks Trump is stupid. So I remember that, actually. Okay, <laughs> so follow her wow. or not. Kate, you have some more research to do uh, about I do, her clearly. this week. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually, I re- once I scrolled, I recognized her abs. I was like, I've seen, mm. I've seen these before. <laughs> You've seen them on TikTok, sure. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll make sure to follow her. Okay, really quick before we wrap this category, we have two more names, uh, both coming from like the Globes. They've been mm-hmm. really- On Tuesday? Talked- the Tuesday Golden Globes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure. Um, so the first one is Jennifer Coolidge. It's obvious she has been in it, girl, I think to a lot of people for a long time. She's Lifelong. like an iconic mm-hmm. actress. But this week in particular, she is literally everywhere for her acceptance speech um, <laughs> when she won Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role in like a limited series, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I think she won this at the Emmys as well and got kind of like shoot off stage. This time at the Golden Globes, she got all the time in the world to speak. And I absolutely love it because it takes her a while. She like kind of ebbs and flows in her <laughs> stories and the and her delivery. Uh, but she's just iconic. She said a lot, said a lot. Uh, she <laughs> talked about how for like 20 years she had to be sustained by all these like small roles over time that Ryan Murphy mostly provided. She's been in five sequels of American Pie and she's like, I do it again. Do it whenever, call me. Um, and then mostly thanked Mike White, Mike White for kind of like revitalizing like her career Ooh. and like outlook on life and kind of, even though he's killed her off, it's a second chance and, you know, et cetera. Anyway, it's kind of hard as I say this and like re-deliver this, it falls flat, but I would very highly recommend this on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, it's like, I think going to go down as like one of those acceptance speeches mm-hmm. that is nice. all time. She's an icon. She uh, is. All right. Finally, I added this last minute because uh, speaking of influencers that this podcast introduced me to because I was uncultured. Uh, Liz told us all about Amelia de Moldenberg a couple months ago when she interviewed uh, Andrew Garfield on the red carpet. Went pretty viral. She's done it again. They brought her back for the Golden Globes. And listen, <laughs> I know there's like a whole thing where like journalists should be doing interviews on the red carpet oh, and asking whatever. real questions, whatever. <laughs> Listen, I want to watch Amelia de Moldenberg and Andrew Garfield awkwardly <laughs> flirt until the end of time. Cute. I, they did literally did the exact same thing as last time. It's a little cringy. It's very funny. They're very cute together. I think he's just like the most charming person on planet earth. And uh-huh. she's also very like awkwardly charming. And they just, something about it is just chef's kiss. I just, Aww. I would watch them at every award show forever and I hope that they keep sending her and keep sending him so that you their paths she continue looks to cross. Like? She looks so much like Kim Petras. I'm like, oh my God. Especially from the Kim? side. Yeah. And the, the eyelashes. Yeah. The eyelashes I was are, like, oh my yeah. God. They should star in a movie together. I would watch that for <laughs> sure. Too. Okay. Next category. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> next um, category. Um, next category. Yes. yes. Not worth the tea this week in social media and some relationship news. Amelia, handing it to you. Okay, last week, we just missed it by like hours, I think. Uh, Chris Evans posted a story to his Instagram that consisted of him and his girlfriend, who is actress Alba Baptista. Warrior um, Nun. Warrior Nun. Still need to watch that. Scaring, it got canceled. So, well, tough. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sad. Uh, <laughs> scaring each other throughout. 
2022. So it's literally a video compilation of them taking turns scaring each other throughout their home. And Twitter was set ablaze. Everyone was so sad because this confirmed what everyone mm-hmm. already knew that he has a girlfriend and which is like, I'm sorry, but get over it. You are never going to <laughs> date. Like, no offense. You live in Ohio. Um, so that was weird. But anyway, I have just two quick key takeaways from this video. One, they are a babe couple, meaning that they call each other babe all the time because literally every time they scare each other, they go, babe, baby. And I just like this, this is a great. Is, no, I'm happy you yeah, brought oh this up. Oh my out. God. Okay. This is so on brand for him too. Like so I just think. So on brand. That was my mm. key takeaways. I was like, yeah, oh, It's course. just like, he is <laughs> such course. a chug. If anyone is a chug, it is Chris Evans. Yes. So that's takeaway number one. <laughs> takeaway number two. She is a better actress than him. He cannot act scared to save his life. If you watch this video, the acting, I'm just like, Chris. Yeah. Chris, he honey, does like you need the to take some lessons. That he always does. And then he just laughs. <laughs> right. And like it. Unfortunately, I was still kind of charmed by this, which is how I know that I'm like still down bad for Chris Evans because this on anyone else, I would be like, really? Like, this is your relationship hard launch is like (laughs) you just popping out behind doors and laughing. But unfortunately, I did still find this charming. You know what, too? Not to bring this back to the two of them every single podcast, but real ones know Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth did Mm. this whole bit first and they they used to post the scaring videos. Yes, Liam always used to scare Miley and it used to be this big thing online for her fans. Anyway... Mm. I guess I that's how charmed. you know it's that's how you know it is chuggy if it was big in like 2013. <laughs> Good call. Good call. <laughs> oh wow. Um, okay. Next one is really quick. I just kind of thought this was rather humorous. Hilarious. And also because we have a tea time birthday coming up. So maybe we should do this for her. Um, okay, so Alec Baldwin went on his Instagram stories in honor of Hilaria's birthday and just about begged his fans to follow her on Instagram and it just uh, did it in kind of a weird way. And also like, why, why? I also, speaking to Chugi, I was like, we're not doing that anymore. We're not being like, go follow at this person. Um, anyway, he just said like, hey, everybody, it's January 5th, the day before my wife's birthday. You know, and then he made a January 6th joke. Not oh funny. God. And then he asked his fans for a small favor. Um, she's just centimeters shy of 1 million followers on Instagram. And I'd like to ask you as a, you know, a gesture to my wife, would you follow her on Instagram? And then he goes on and then he's like, would you do that for me? Would you follow my wife on Instagram, please? And I'm like, <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> And embarrassing. Yeah. Do you think she was like, gracias? (laughs) Yes. But you know what? She did reach a million. So, Uh, anyway, it's Kate's birthday. Um, so, so go follow Kate. Literally like two weeks away, but sure. Regardless. (laughs) Give um, me a million by then. Next one. Okay. This is a, a small, small rant, but this has come out this week. Austin Butler, again, has been everywhere. You know, it's not new, but he was I on I think a, he might win the Oscar, guys. I'm yeah, calling it He won the Golden now. Globe. Oh, he won God. the Golden Globe. I think he's won in the Oscar. Although, to be fair, the musical category is separate, right? It's like comedy musical. Mm, that's different right, from dramatic yeah. actor. Mm. So. Should I start a campaign for Oscar for Austin? <laughs> I mean, my unanswerable so. question is also about him, so we have to pace oh, okay. ourselves. Okay, okay. okay. So we'll come okay. back sorry. to it. Okay, okay. So... This week, or not this week, but Austin Butler was on a Hollywood Reporter Roundtable interview um, Mm. that has, like, been making the rounds this week about Mm. talking about accomplishments and performances, okay? And so then he said this. He's talking about the lead-up to him playing Elvis Presley. He goes, people always ask me, uh, how do you for years thought you look like Elvis? And I thought, you know, I didn't really think I looked that much (laughs) like Elvis. I was going to look at Christmas lights with a friend, and there was an Elvis Christmas song on the radio, and I was singing along. My friend 
looked at me and goes, you've got to play Elvis. And then I was like, oh, that's such a long shot. A couple weeks later, I was playing the piano. I never really sang for any of my friends or anything. That same friend was there and I was playing the piano. She said, I'm serious. You've got to figure out how you can get the rights to the script. Then my agent called and yada, yada, yada. So people connected the dots. 2019, Vanessa Hudgens is on live with Kelly and Ryan. And she told this exact same story and said, it's so crazy because last December we were driving along and we were listening to Christmas music. And then an Elvis Presley Christmas song came on. He had just had his hair, da, da, da. And I was looking at him and I said, babe, you need to play Elvis. I don't know how, but I'm serious. You need to play him. Then in January, anyway, she goes on to tell the exact same piano Christmas story. Vanessa Hudgens (sighs) is the friend in that story, they dated friend. from 2011 to 2020, and he's going to refer oh to her as God. a friend. I am insulted. This is just horrifying. Actually. Isn't it? Like, we can be adults. You can say, you like, can my say former girlfriend. Girlfriend. ex-girlfriend. My ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Vanessa. Like, she is a well-known Hollywood actress. Like, wow. put some respect on that relationship wow. and that woman. That is, wow. I'm infuriating. This It is infuriating. Isn't that just like, why? Why? Just say, just say that? my girlfriend at the time. Yeah, exactly. That's literally all you need to do. Like Colin Farrell for- sitting across the table from you isn't going to be like, ooh, like right. I, what? <laughs> yeah, all of those are actors. None of them are going to say it. Like also, also <laughs> she supported him through his forever long flop era. So now that he's super exactly. famous, at least right. be like, oh my god, she was the it girl for the entire time we were together. Right? At least you he know. should be so lucky. He yeah. should wow. be so lucky. Fuck wow. you. Anyway, I saw wow. that it was. That's Piss. a huge, huge red flag. Oh yeah, my god! For the Austin Butler hive, hate it a yeah. lot. He's better get his story straight and fix it before wow. he does any more press. Yeah. Anyway, last one, Kate. Okay, this is super random, but you may remember. I think it was literally last week. It was. Um, we discussed how Taylor Swift's cat was the third richest pet in the world, according to this study. And we talked about the other two richest pets and the number one richest pet. We were very confused by it because his name was Gunther the Fourth. He's a German Shepherd. And he apparently like had sold Madonna's mansion where like he has all this real estate. <laughs> he has like $400 million. And we kept my unanswerable question was like, I don't understand oh, how God. a pet has this much money, how he is the richest pet. Well, Netflix has decided to answer my unanswerable question. <laughs> I was scrolling Twitter yesterday and I came across a tweet from Netflix with a trailer for Gunther, uh, Gunther's Millions. It's called Gunther's Millions. And it's, sorry, I titled my uh, notes separately. Gunther's Millions comes out on February 1st. And the tagline is, meet Gunther, a German shepherd who inherited 400 million from a mysterious countess. But behind the world's richest dog lies a tale of deception. And then this fucking trailer is like, it's like Tiger, like Tiger it's King, really but like good. German Shepherd King. Like yeah. they really clearly <laughs> want this like to be Europeans. Yeah. 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 They clearly want this to be like the next Tiger King. They interview all the people. They're like, it was a cult. They're like, it there's right. there's like orgies involved. This poor dog is like he's related. like a music manager. Yes. I don't, I don't under <laughs> I still don't understand. But <laughs> now we have a documentary coming up soon to answer this question. We have so to watch I'm it. gonna watch this immediately. <laughs> I'm honestly I'm I'm amazed that they've given they've given me an answer so quickly to Gunther. Um, it's amazing. But I have many more questions and I'm sure all of them will be answered. So <laughs> yeah. can't wait for Gunther's millions. Same. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. 
Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Okay, let's do cringe mode this week. We're continuing January. Uh, This week's Jen in January is Jennifer Aniston. Mm. And lots to pick from. She's done a couple of lots of bad movies. movies to pick yeah. from. I was I went in being like, guys, we have so many options for Jennifer Aniston, and then I was like, none of which I want to watch, <laughs> including this one. This is the breakup, um, released in two thousand six. Kate, you want to do the plot? I will. Listen, you could do the plot and just be like, Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston are dating and they don't get along. Yeah, but that's the entire movie. However. They start dating. They meet at a Cubs game. He's a bus tour guide as part of his family business. She works at an art gallery. Basically, like, they're dating. They share a condo. They have a bunch of arguments. They break up. They don't want to move out of the condo. Neither of them want to move out, which is the main bulk of the movie. Is like they have to coexist as roommates. They kind of provoke each other. She brings guys home. He, like, gets a pool table, trashes the apartment, whatever. Ultimately, she, like, invites him to a concert for some group that he likes. It's like a last-ditch attempt to, like, save the relationship. Yeah. He doesn't make it. She cries. She's like, it's over for sure. He then like makes his own little last ditch attempt. It gets messed up because she like brings a client home to look at art. He thinks it's a guy. Anyway, they break up because of course they do because it's Vince Vaughn, Jennifer Aniston, and they don't belong together for so many reasons. Um, And then the ending, they like meet on the street. They leave it kind of open-ended like, oh, they could get back together, but like not right now. Yeah. Um, And that's the movie pretty much. All right. Let's do the highlights. Amelia. Highlight. Uh, It was fun to see the Christmas story guy, Peter Billingsley. Um, in another Who is role. this? He's Andrew Jones, Addie's husband. So her friends. Oh, oh he's on a bowling team. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. 
Wow, he's unrecognizable without the glasses. <laughs> I know, yeah, but still, you could still see the, the mm-hmm. those clear blue eyes. Um, so that was, you know, cool. Love that. Yeah. Uh, number two, Jennifer Aniston. Man, she really does have great hair. Not a lot of people. <laughs> Huge can- highlight. Huge highlight because I was watching. I was like, "Damn, she looks good." I, I mean, she always looks good, but like yeah. the hair, especially. I was just like, even the crimped look, which honestly, I don't think a lot of people can pull off. I'm sorry, yeah. and she does it wonderfully. She looks so natural and beautiful, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, she really does have great hair." Maybe I need to buy her shampoo. Oh this was yeah, like, Amelia, this maybe. was also our major highlight in the movie we watched, where like Kevin Cosner was her dad or something. Oh my god, oh, yeah. it wasn't Kevin has it. whoever it was. Rumor the, has uh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, and like one of our main highlights is like, wow, she's amazing hair. Great <laughs> hair. It's very like great gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, my highlight is one line of dialogue because they fought the entire mm. time, and so a lot of this was very painful. So there's one that sticks out that was one moment of brevity, and then it passed, and then they kept fighting. But uh, you know, they're going back and forth, taking shots at their family. He makes a dig at her sister and she goes, my mm. sister's been through a lot. He goes, a dick. And I thought, you know what? <laughs> Good, one. <laughs> Good one. I'm sorry. I actually looked up, I think from my phone or whatever I was doing. I was like, okay, that was, that's fine. <laughs> Good. Did you look up? Nice. Points um, awarded for that one. And then my second highlight, and I have one more, don't worry. But my second highlight uh, is Justin Long is the mm. receptionist of the art gallery in this movie. He was Very sorry. long hair. And just like a very different role than he plays. And I've been like really obsessed with Justin Long recently because of his relationship with Kate Bosworth. And you he's like really- the barbarian. Okay, I will. Oh, scary. And- you. Oh, it's scary. Oh, so maybe not. But anyway, he's um, <laughs> fine. really it's funny fine. in this. Really, really funny. <laughs> he is funny. We should watch, like, he has a lot of old good cringe. He does. Cringe mode movies. Yeah. yeah, the one with like um, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has a bunch. Uh on that note, I actually like a lot of the other actors in this movie, except for Vince Vaughn. I find them very charming in like most of the things they're in. Like Justin Long, uh, John Favreau is like one of his, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like best friends who's needs to get their act together. Vincent D'Onofrio is like his older brother. Um, like we said, Justin Long. And then Jason Bateman is like their friend and realtor. Mm-hmm. And there were mm-hmm. so many men in this movie where I was like, you are normally quite charming. And like you have been saddled with a bad like character arc yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. dialogue in this film. But they tried. And the charm did kind of come through. Like, I still thought John Favreau was still pretty charming, even though mm-hmm. his character kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. Another highlight for me, uh, we don't get a lot of, like, real dramatic acting from Jennifer Aniston. But there's the scene where she breaks down after he doesn't come to the concert. She's, like, really crying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't really see that that often. And I thought she nailed it. I was like, Jen, you're an actress. Yeah. That's yeah. some <laughs> acting. Capital A. Agreed. Great work. Um. I'm just really, really picking at straws here. Uh, there were a few <laughs> scenes in this movie that reminded me of When Harry Met Sally, which is an actual mm. good movie. And so that was a highlight for me. The first scene he's bantering with John Favreau at the baseball game, which reminded me of like the Mr. Zero scene from When Harry Met Sally. Um, and then they play charades with their friends, uh, which is like, you know, baby fish mouth from When Harry Met Sally as well. So I, it was to the point where I Googled it, where I was like, did they purposely like rip off When mm. Harry Met Sally in some of these scenes? But nobody else thought that they did. So they <laughs> also my last highlight was I am happy that they stayed broken up at the end. I thought they were going to get back together in like a little Hollywood ending. Those two should not be. Those should not be. They were doing so. The last scene is basically how well they're doing now that they have broken up. And I'm like, you should take this and run and just yeah. go and not. Yeah. They were just miserable together. Mm. Okay. For the low lights. My first low light is that. I, and I'm sorry, he's a famous, great actor to, to people out there. But I actually despise Vince Vaughn's like repetitive 
delivery of mm. his lines. And I know that is like his thing. And, but, oh my God, I actually can't stand it in any movie I watch of him. The first scene is them at a fucking baseball game. And he's asking Jennifer Aniston if he wants a hot dog. Oh, I almost turned it off and just said, I, I'm sick this week. I was, he was like, you want a hot dog? Hot dog. You want a hot dog? You want a mustard? You want to get the mustard? And he just repeats and repeats until it's like, I hammer, hammering your head. And I actually hate it. I hate it. I agree. I agree. I didn't, I've never seen this movie before. And again, the opening hot dog scene where it's like, I was like, this is going to be such a long fucking movie. I look, I checked to see how long it's like, it's really a, like not eight, a hundred minute movie. Yeah. But I was like, I already, I need to put this on like two times speed. Like this is a torture. I hate Vince Vaughn. I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but don't like his acting. Sorry. I was trying to think of a movie that I've enjoyed him in to like, and you can't think of one. And I I even went on his IMDb and I was like, no, 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 no. no." So tough, tough stuff. Mr. and Mrs. Smith is decent, but he still does that repetitive thing. Anyway, I just can't, I cannot with him. Also, sorry, but he is an awful person. And I, they were supposed to be like kind of nagging at each other throughout this movie. But I was just like, you know what? No, I hate you, Vince Vaughn. I hate your character. <laughs> and everything you do is 10 times worse than what she has done in this retaliation game you two are playing. So if she right. was like supposed their first to come con- off. Right. Their yeah. first conflict is like she asked him to get 12 lemons at the store because she's making a centerpiece. Right. And he gets three. And he's like, what, what do you mean? Like, why would you need 12? She's like, yeah. I asked you for 12. Like that. That's the a- video game as she's like cleaning. Oh, oh my. my God. I could, <laughs> I could do, I was so mad. So if they're yeah. trying to like portray her as like also a nag, it didn't work. So jokes No, out. not at all. Uh, what else? The way that, you know, we're like Jennifer Aniston has amazing hair. What, what is the deal with Vince Vaughn's hair? It specifically pisses me off. And every way that he styles it, it pisses me off. And I don't think it's, his, maybe it is his hairline, but the way like first it's like down and like flat. And then for the dinner party, he like styles it back. And I was like, no, what year is this? <laughs> this is terrible. And like, it's just something about his hair specifically just really pissed me off. Actually, <laughs> I was thinking he could have portrayed Elvis the later years. Right. Like, Cause it's like, it is, it's like yeah. a pompadour. I'm like, yeah. what? That's the best yeah. you've got? Yeah. Awful. They have hair plugs. I don't know. Terrible. <laughs> no, it's um, not the hairline. It's, it's not the, the hairline. It moves. It's something anyway. about it. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's really it's the direction in which it grows. Right. Because <laughs> he has curly hair. Like he could make yeah, it he's work. Got, he he's got it. hair. All right. And then I just, when I looked up the cast of this movie, I just, this is my major low light. And this is also kind of like age, the best, worst, whatever. Why does the top line of every Jennifer Aniston movie, eight guys and Jennifer Aniston, like, that's a great question. And it's literally a line of like 10 people and they're all men. And then it's Jennifer Aniston. And I was like, this is why you make bad movies. Like I make a movie yeah. with women, with more than one woman. Uh, like I, and you know, that's not like the main problem with this movie. She has like a female best friend, a female boss, but like, yeah, but you've never heard of them. No one. Yeah. They're not significant characters. And yeah. like, there's no so dab- many fucking there's movies n- like this where it's like, why are you, why are you doing this? Yeah. You know? It's totally. kind of like when like Taylor Swift had that run of like when she never collaborated with a woman and it's like, <laughs> I don't like you don't Why? make it easy yeah. for us, yeah. you know? No, yeah. Right. Help us yeah. out. Totally. Help us yeah. out. Totally. Speaking of that, I just don't understand what this movie is like who this movie is for. I guess it's for guys. Another great question. Yeah. Like I, I guess it's for guys and like it's it supposed is, to be like though? a dude movie and then you have Jennifer Aniston as like the hot girl that like you could also get if you stopped playing your video game. All right. But it's definitely not for women. Because we Definitely don't care not. about Vince Vaughn or any of the other men in this not movie. At all. Or and like and she's clearly being portrayed as like a nag. We don't want right. to see 
It's right. just like it's and we couples want to see him arguing the not movie. Clean because probably right. every girl watching is like, mm, yeah. So it's get like out it's there. not a chick flick. It's not funny enough to be like a dude bro comedy because no, it's know. just they argue the whole time and it's so unpleasant Oof. to watch. Yeah, I just don't understand the goal behind this movie. There is no goal. Yeah. No. What do you guys think has aged the best and the worst? Worst. I am, you know, to continue off of what Kate said, I just don't think Jennifer Aniston makes good movie choices. And that's sad to me because she's charming. And I feel like she could have made such a, like a better transition to movies had she been more selective with her roles. Like take Mm -hmm. a class from Leonardo DiCaprio or something. I don't, it's just like, how are you reading these scripts and then saying, yeah, like I don't know. It's like something I don't get it. I literally don't understand. And there's yeah. so many like female comedic actresses like in her, like the other gens, you know, like right. Garner. Team up even with Lopez. Some gens. Like, like do the kinds of comedic yes. movies that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like she could play any Jennifer Garner role. Not any, but a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. And like, totally. I don't, I just don't understand why she picks bad ones. You're so right. I'm just that hoping she'll like, after doing the morning show with Reese, maybe she'll talk to mm. Reese and they'll do something. Yeah. I don't well, know. Well, no, she's just on the Adam Sandler train. So I get oh, on Netflix. God, yeah. So Which is the same right, fucking thing. It's like, yeah. why are you making movies for dudes? I don't know. I don't it's true. It. It's actually very true. It. Stop it. And my age, the worst. I don't want to harp on this because then someone's going to call me a nag and I'm like, like the, <laughs> but embrace the, it. The, the, the male, single, you're an indoor cat, come on the other side. You're like tied down, get out there, get some whatever. I despise and I hate watching it. And I just like can't, I, it makes me so mad and yeah. made it unwatchable. Yeah. Uh, I did do one age the best. John Michael Higgins is in this. He's like one of her family <laughs> members. And uh, he is continually typecast as like an acapella guy. He's like an acapella yeah. guy in this movie. He's in like the tone somethings. Uh, the tone catchers or whatever, which I'm like, you could literally just, he just, you could pick up the character from this movie and put him in all the Pitch Perfect movies when yeah. he's like the acapella oh announcer. Oh my God, yeah. And I just love that like he's tight. I know he does like all the other comedies and stuff, but I just love that he's typecast as like goofy acapella guy. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. a, what a way to live your life, you know? It, <laughs> it is an interesting way. And I will say that acapella scene was a little long though. It was, it was. It was. There was a little listen, there was in the awkward dinner party scene. I cut this because I had more significant lowlights, but I, you know, I struggle with a, yeah, an awkward dinner party. Yeah, I really do. I know. It's true. Um, um, MVP. Uh, MVP. Only Kate picked. I'm so sorry. Also, I did not <laughs> see these but, two lightning round questions. So it was going to be a little. Whole, I mean, the whole thing is like, this is one of those movies where there's literally one answer. Like, yeah. and you can't even pick one of the side characters. You can't even make a just joke. Just to mix it yeah. up. Like it is only, it, Jennifer Aniston is carrying this movie. She's yep. the only redeemable quality yep. of this movie. Exactly. Um, and she I thought she did a good job, actually. I do. She wasn't like actively bad in this no. movie. No. She did her best. She's no. charming. Yeah. 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 And it is January after all. So the lightning <laughs> round questions. Recast Vince Vaughn. Gladly. Kate, who's your pick? <laughs> Listen, I thought of Ashton Kutcher before I saw the trailer today that came out for a rom-com that he's doing with Reese Witherspoon, which we have to keep an eye on. It's coming out next month, I think. Oh, yeah, I saw um, it. Yeah. But I was trying to think of someone like of 2006, you know, mm. and he's mm-hmm. a little young for this role. But actually, I think it almost could have worked if you got someone sure. kind of hot, kind of young, younger yeah. than her. So then you have the element of like, oh, like he's young. He's not mature enough. Like, that's why Sparrow. he has the issues that he does. And he's not like a man baby, you know, mm-hmm. like he just hasn't mm-hmm. grown up. He's not the right part of life for her. And then it's like, I think he's more sympathetic, maybe. This and also, a great choice. again, yeah. hotter. So, yeah. Um, that's why I went with Amelia. Amelia? 
Ashton, love him. Um, I, I said Ben Affleck because I'm yeah. always going to go. If this he's is the era, he's the hotter he's, version of Vince Vaughn. <laughs> He, he really is. is. Yes. Yeah. And uh, also, we have seen the the Dunkin' Donuts commercial. We saw <laughs> yeah. it, guys. Thank you. Um, we think it's a Super Bowl commercial. So, <laughs> we do. Yeah. And he looks great now. He does. And he looks yeah. great in 2006 for the most part. So it's true. Yeah. He, could it's have, he true. would have improved upon this. Liz, any uh, immediate thoughts off the top of your head? You know who I was thinking of, but he couldn't have done the mean. Well, he could have. I was going to say Brad Pitt, but they broke up in 2005. Oh. And he did uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That mm. year, and he did he's the like retaliation. Too, he's too handsome for this, I think. Oh, you? Oh, yeah. I guess you need kind of like you know, a more. Yeah, I feel yeah. like you need someone who can believably be a bus tour guide. <laughs> Interesting. You know you what? Know? You're right. You that's know? a that's a good take. Yeah, you are right. Um, unless we're totally rewriting this movie, which would be a, an improvement, which it needs anyway. Uh, and then the other question was: choose one man from this movie to marry and live with. Uh, I mean, any of them are an improvement <laughs> on Vince Vaughn. Personally, yeah. I chose. The realtor Jason Bateman because he seems to be probably together. the right choice. He yeah. would get you a good uh, deal on a condo. <laughs> That's true. Um, and he's he has the little goofy glasses, but you know, I mean, he looks he looks good. Other than that, so there you go. Yeah, he's ageless. Um, yeah. I said Christmas Story guy because I love Christmas Story. So <laughs> full circle, baby. I good love answer. It. I love good it. answer. Thank okay. You. Last category, T-Dem's unanswerable questions. Milia, please, what is your question? My question is: Is Gwen Stefani Japanese? Kate dropped in this little nugget uh, in our chat <laughs> earlier, and it was a link to an interview Gwen gave to Allure magazine. And she is directly asked about her history with cultural appropriation, specifically her use of Japanese culture to promote some older albums, as well as a fragrance line called Harajuku Lovers. And she answers this by saying that growing up, her Italian-American dad used to travel to Japan because he worked for Yamaha and he would talk about his time over there with the street performers and whatnot. And finally, as an adult, she said that she traveled to Harajuku, saw it for herself. And when she got there, she said, quote, my God, I'm Japanese and I didn't know it unquote. And there, I guess there's like an awkward silence between the interviewer slash writer of this piece, uh, whose name is Jessa Marie Kellor, and she's Filipina American. And uh, Gwen just seems to double down right in front of her eyes. And she's like, I am, you know, as in to say, like, she's she is Japanese, which is like, OK, girl, show me your 23 and me results then, you know, like what what are this is not. No, 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 no. Um <laughs> She go, Gwen goes on to say that there's like a quote unquote innocence with her love of Japanese culture and she's a super fan and she tries to defend it by saying, you know, if we didn't buy and sell and trade our cultures in, we wouldn't have so much beauty, you know, and it's just it's wild to me. I and the thing is, I like Gwen. I like her music, but this is just oh, my no. God, it's just not good. It's not good, Gwen. It's the what kills me is like it's been so long that like mm -hmm. we've been having cultural appropriation conversations yeah. that yeah. she's been involved in them. And like, she must be so sheltered and like removed from that. Like her team right. must yeah. keep her so in the dark, in the dark about all of this, that like, she really thought this was like the right thing to say, which like boggles right. the mind <laughs> Right, that she, no it's one crazy. has, has and no one has her told on her you're this. right over the last yeah. several years as people. Have, there have yeah. been so many opportunities. Like, how do you manage to hide from this? And who is hiding you from all this? Because like not Fucking to Blake like Shelton? make her the victim. She, I mean, yeah. obviously there are a lot of issues with this, but right. it just, that's what confuses me is like, how has she, how does she still think that this is like a good thing to say in an interview to the right. degree that she doubled down? 
Exactly. Like how, like I I can't form words because I'm just like, how can you be like, I'm Japanese and then be like, I am Japanese. And you're like, no, you're not. (laughs) And then doing this in front of like an Asian American woman is just like, oh my God. Yeah. What? Oh my God, Gwen. I mean, I guess you just, it just comes down to like IQ points at that point. Like I, (laughs) I don't like, it, it really boggles the mind. It's, it does crazy. So uh, wow. Gwen released the 23 and me results. Yeah. <laughs> Drop the receipts, I guess. Exactly. The next yeah. step. Oh Lord. Oh my God. Um, next question. Right. My unanswerable question back to Austin Butler very briefly. Woo. Is or actually no. genuinely, genuinely is okay. Austin Butler going to talk like Elvis <laughs> for the rest of his life? Has yes. he committed to this bit? Yes. Lifelong. Yes. He was at the golden globes. He won his golden globe. He did his little speech and Immediately, Twitter was like, is that really what he sounds like? He, he's from Anaheim. This is oh. what he's choosing to sound like. He's still doing the Elvis voice. He's been doing yeah. it since they filmed to, that we know of. I don't Dude. know if he does it in his home. I don't know if he does it with his girlfriend. I don't know. But apparently, he thinks that he sounds like this now. And a woman from People, who Nate Jones on Twitter uh, said this, but didn't get her name. But she asked the right question in the press room. She asked him, about the voice. Thank God. Good Good for her. And he said, I don't think I sound like him much, but I've heard it enough that I guess it's true. He compares it to someone who gets an accent from living in a foreign country. Quote, it's in my DNA now. Oh, no. So I think he is committed to talking like this for the rest of his life. Okay. 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 Go ahead, Amelia. Sorry. No, I just... But if you listen to him earlier, like a few years earlier, it's like the octaves have gone down full right. steps. Yeah. It's like like he's putting on the voice, which is why I'm like, I, I, it's obviously not your real voice. So like you right. are committing to the bit now. Also, right? yeah, what happens when his next prestige role is some British dra- is, war movie is- and he's got to play like a soft-spoken British man and he will have to eventually give that up and Right. have a British accent or whatever he You're does. So does right. he still do his Elvis. interviews in the Elvis voice, even if he's playing someone from Anaheim? Of all the point. voices to adapt permanently, Elvis is such a bold choice that only works for that one singular role. Like right. he should have gone kind of straight like down Southern. the middle. I'm like, what? Right. And like, I understand, you know, he wants to win the Oscar. Like he's trying to get people to associate him with this role, whatever. Sure. But like, okay, you're but so young and you have such it. a career ahead of you. Right. And like, you're it, really committing to this Especially when people time. can pull up the receipts and your voice is like, hi, my name's Austin <laughs> Butler. Oh my God. Like, like that's we've literally seen the what he sounded diaries. like. We know. We, we know what you sound like. Exactly. Exactly. There is, wow. you so can bizarre. easily find it on Twitter and I'm not kidding when I say his voice jumped several yeah. octaves lower. It's very clearly like he's doing the accent for the role still. And I just, it just seems like a lot of work to do every interview in this voice mm-hmm. for the rest every, of his career. That's mm-hmm. kind of damaging doesn't seem to your, worth it. Yeah, worth it. Considering the fact that people continue making fun of him for it, Um, so I guess we'll check in in like a year and see if he's still committed. Yeah, to the the voice. Um, My final question is: What what the actual hell? I'm so puzzled by this. (laughs) Is going on with Kate Winslet's hair in the original Titanic? Oh my god poster because if film updates kind of like resurface this image and I guess that Titanic is returning to theaters February 10th did we Ooh. know that anyway so because of that there's been this remastered poster uh, movie poster they tweeted it and then Hunter Harris I think is what got people really talking about it because this went super viral she said why does she have two different hairstyles in it <laughs> you know like 20,000 retweets except you know hundreds uh. of thousands of likes and I actually skimmed it 
And then I did a double take and a triple and a quadruple take. It is, I'm so puzzled and I actually want answers and I'm curious what you guys think. The Titanic poster, very famous, Leonardo DiCaprio hugging kind of like a side profile, Kate Winslet, mm-hmm. side profile. Half of her head is this very curly updo, very, very curly updo. And then the other half of her head is this very long, windswept, kind of like blown out, mm-hmm. just like flapping in the wind hair. And it doesn't make any any sense. You guys actually have answers to this. Is this yeah. one of those mysteries? So there's a theory. The okay, theory is oh God. that it's supposed to represent like she has the updo when she's being like, you know, her tied up, you know, mm. posh self. And then the, the other half of her life is like loose and free. And it's supposed to represent like when she's with Jack. With Jack. Oh. However, this poster is so bad that like you don't get that from this. <laughs> you don't. You really and, don't. And it actually is like his face, his chin is really badly photoshopped. Her arm is really bad. The angle is like, it looks like she's almost laying down. Like her neck is like wrong. Yes, yes. And the way that they're embracing is like clearly not actually happening. So the, the I think the, the added terrible Photoshop really confuses things yeah. because- yeah. Like you've seen, you know, you've seen in posters and stuff before. They'll do like, oh, half of them is old, half of them is young, or like you get mm. this like you know symbolism, whatever, uh-huh. on movie posters. But like, it's so bad that it just looks like she has two different hairstyles, well, and there's like no explanation for it. And it also, if you now I'm focused on the the lower half too, because it's like it's her terrible. arm is coming out of her boob. It's and like then, the uh, wrong way. Her arm yeah. is like the wrong her way. elbow is going back. She's turned in a way that it's like that's not physically possible. Right. And then right. one arm, he's cupping the lower half of her arm boob and then his other hand is like moving across and it's out of focus too yeah. which is like what I don't yeah. the what lower half actually is breaking my brain it's like because <laughs> it is his arm his hand is like covering her arm all the way across to her boob and it's like that's not that, that's, that's not physical not how it works right. yeah. <laughs> yeah the longer you look at it really the more confused you get yeah, we'll post a photo on, on yeah. Instagram right. but, yeah. yeah but the the hair choices fascinating it's just baffling yeah Yeah. (laughs) many mysteries in this category I've never seen Titanic I cry at the trailer so I thought you've never never seen it no because I cry at the trailer the thought also I've only seen it once and it also makes me really sad no I I really can't yeah I actually I watched it like a like a couple weeks ago and I saw oh Amelia yeah so let's watch it let's watch it it's so good it's so good Okay, we'll we'll table that conversation. Anyway, right. that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to Kaya, our lovely producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kaya And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.